Hey everyone, welcome to She's My Person podcast, presented to you by myself, Ellen, and my co-host, Jenna. Hey y'all. Before we dive into the nitty gritty, we want to tell you a little bit about who we are and what we hope to share with you on She's My Person podcast. When people ask me what I do for a living, I like to tell them I'm an entrepreneur. But really, that's just a fancy way to say I was laid off at the beginning of this crazy pandemic we are all in. I was on the University of Pittsburgh track and field team. You can find my name listed in the record book on the 4x15 relay team. I still call Pittsburgh home with a heart for the Penguins and Steelers. I'm the spontaneous one of the duo, excited about a plan I've been. I feel deeply, but with a lighthearted approach, and if there's ever been a time for needing my person, it's 2020. Hey y'all, I'm Jenna, and I'm the more emotional one of the two. Being a business owner in the middle of a global pandemic has only elevated that to a new level of dramatics. I graduated from High Point University in North Carolina, and I've been a Southern girl ever since. I now call the sandy beaches of Hilton Head Island home. I'm the calculated one, but I find comfort in the crazy when I'm with my person. We dream as hard as we love, and we are excited to show you the balance that makes us, us. This friendship is our anchor, and it's not lost on how rare this is to have a constant in a world that only knows how to change. To have something effortless in a world that seems to always need more. To love someone so fiercely that prioritizing them comes as naturally as breathing. Her words are the only that speak louder than my insecurity. She's the standing ovation for every win and the cozy place to fall for every loss. It's the soul-bearing, truth-telling, life-giving safe space that I couldn't exist without. We hope the depth of our connection and the vulnerability that we bring to the table gives you the courage to cultivate it in your own world. We invite you to actively participate and engage with us during each conversation we have. We are so grateful that you are here and we cannot wait to share what's next. Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person podcast. We are super excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is a longtime friend and chosen sister. And I don't even want to take too much of the floor because I want her to introduce herself. But we have Kennedy Curry of her relationship here with us today. And it will only probably take about a minute or two for you to understand her magic and why she is here today. But I just want to give her some space, introduce herself, tell y'all a little bit about who she is, what she's doing in the world, and a little bit about our friendship too, because it has been such an awesome connection in our world. Yes, it has. So Jenna, L, thank you so much for having me on. She's my person. I'm super excited to be on this platform. And as Jenna mentioned before, our relationship and our friendship, I mean, it's, we go back, we go back. We've got a lot of memories. And Elle and I are now newly found friends. So I'm so excited to uh, get to know Elle as well. But Yes, as far as me, I am from Greensboro, North Carolina, and that is still where I reside currently. I am also the founder and lead life coach of Her Relationship LLC. And what Her Relationship LLC is, is a life and relationship coaching firm. And we specialize in serving women who are ready to transition from the life that they desire, the relationship that they desire, or overall the faith that they desire and transition to designing that. How do we make that happen? And so that's what my work entails. I'm also a podcast host and producer as well, like these two ladies. 
And so I've just always had a passion for pouring into women specifically because I do believe that there is something very powerful about when women connect, when we gather and when we exchange love, words of wisdom, and when we just pour into one another. So that has been a lot of what my life's work has been to date. Um, Aside from that, I I truly do, I can't say enough about how much I do love Jenna and I know that I will come to love (laughs) Ellen. I just, I truly do respect who she always has been in my life. And I just know that this space is going to be a safe one. It's going to be an authentic one. And I'm just thrilled to get into all that we're about to talk about today. So thank you so much for having me too. Yes, of course. We're so excited to have you on. And just like you said, you know, women are supposed to build each other up. And that's, that's an amazing thing. I mean, you know, sometimes you get to the point where you want to be able to relate to women and get out there and talk to everyone out there, but it's, it's tough to do. So to be able to get to know you and have someone that's so close to Jenna, and I get to meet you through this, and hopefully we'll be able to meet each other in person here soon, too. But it's, it's a really cool thing. Agreed. Agreed. Well, your intro was so eloquent, Ken, which I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I would just love for you to just, you know, just dive right in. I feel like you and I are always so open with our emotions and our honesty, and it's just always everything on the table. So just tell us a little bit about like, you know, what this year has been like for you. She didn't really mention this in her intro, but she transitioned from working full-time for a job that was out of alignment with her heart and with her mission and her purpose into being a full-time coach and podcast host and, you know, obviously in the middle of a global pandemic. So there's just been a lot of different layers to her life this year. I'm sure a lot of different emotions that have come up for you, Ken. So just share with, with us, with our audience, a little bit about what that has been like and, you know, just, just some, some wisdom that you've learned in the last, you know, 10 or so months. Yes, I would love to. So thank you for reminding me of that. That's something that I don't say enough, but that is that is a big deal, right? But taking taking that leap of faith is what I call it back in July of 2020 of this year. It was definitely something I knew I had to do because the role that I was in previously, I felt like my capacity had reached its limit. I felt that there was a cap on what I had to offer to the individuals that I worked with. I felt like I was serving and adding value, but I couldn't do it to the extent that my heart and my soul needed to. And so I tried to figure out, okay, is this going to be possible for me to serve at this level and add value to people in this position right now? And I said, I don't know if it's going to be completely possible for me to exhaust all of who I am here. And so it took, it took a while for me to honestly muster up the strength to step away and step into a world that I know is not very, um, very forgiving or nice, friendly, kind, any of those words, especially in the midst of a pandemic to someone that is stepping into entrepreneurship or just something new in general. But I would not trade that decision for the world. And I mean, here we are right now in October of 2020 and just everything that I've learned over the last few months 
I just, I've learned so much about who I am. And in the middle of the pandemic specifically, I believe that this has increased me and enhanced me in so many different ways. Because what it's taught me is that we don't necessarily have to have all of our ducks in a row. Things do not have to be perfect before we take the leap of faith. In fact, if things were perfect before we leap, then what there's no faith required if you ask me. If I had everything lined up, if I had this amount of savings put away specifically for the business venture, it would have been a little easier to take that step. But not having all of those things planned and all of those things in place, I believe that that made this a definite leap of faith for me. But overall, from a year standpoint, when we hit that shift back in March, when quarantine and all of, all of COVID-19 really hit the United States and just the nations, I think that even from there, my eyes started to be open to the realities of what this world was, the state that this world was in, in terms of the human issues, the social issues, the the people-to-people interaction, and how so much of that has gotten lost over time. And I feel like what the pandemic has done, it's caused us to all hit the pause button and reflect, not only on who we are, but who we are to other people. How do we treat people? And when you have that personal interaction taken out, when you're sitting in the comfort of your own home every day, now you're looking yourself in the mirror, thinking through, okay, so if I weren't to come into contact with people again, have I, have I made my mark on their life? Have I added value? And so I could, I could go a lot of ways with that. But I do believe that this last year, it's not been a full year, but 2020, I just, I, all I can say is thank you to 2020 because it has just opened my eyes and it leads me to spaces like the She's My Person podcast to be able to voice my opinion and voice my heart. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for all that this year has, has brought forth. Yeah, I, I think that's a great perspective to have on 2020, you know, rather than to look back and see all of the negativity it's brought because there's been a heck of a lot of negativity from 2020, right. but then to be able to look at the flip side and see, hey, I could sit down and realize what I'm doing is not what I'm passionate about. And I think that is that speaks a lot to your self-awareness and it speaks a lot to the sh- strong woman that you are, that you could step outside of that space and and take the risk, like you said, because when finances aren't a definite, it's a very scary thing to do. And Jenna's been there with her business as it is, and she's come out on the on the upper hand as well. So I, I give you a lot of credit. Well, let's give, let's give some credit back to you too, Elle, because you've had a huge you know transition this year, and you're getting really honest with yourself about what's important. And I think we're kind of all three in a very similar space where it's like we're worried a whole lot less about the tangibles and a whole lot more about the people that we are and you know like the honest connections just like the three of us being here talking today sharing our hearts it's like you know at the end of my life I know that the only thing that I care about is how I made people feel you know are they going to remember that I loved them well because nobody's going to remember how much money we made or what our title was at work or you know how many successful things that we have on our mantle it's just it's completely about who we are and how what we've loved each other so uh, you're two women that I respect deeply for your ability to do that 
And Ken, I just, I think too, you know, this has been such a tough year for you just being a powerful Black woman, you know, and everything that has happened in this world and the fact that, you know, we've been fighting this racism battle for centuries too long. It never should have existed in the first place. It's, you know, something that I know is very close to our hearts and that we've had a lot of very deep, emotional, very emotional conversations about. But I just really, you know, I was a guest on Kennedy's podcast a couple of weeks ago and she let me share my heart. And I really just want to give you the space, Ken, you know, I, I want you to speak to everything, white privilege and just you know, how it's been this year for you and what you need from your peers that don't understand, just dive into, you know, everything that this year has brought up because we're finally facing battles that we have ignored for way too long. And I know that I have so many friends and hopefully the audience of this podcast that want to learn, they want to understand and they want to know how they can do better. Yes. So thank you both again for even that opportunity. Agreed. This year, and it's not just, we can all agree that it's not just been 2020, that it's not a new issue by any means, Amen. but this year in particular, I think in addition to everything that's happening globally with the pandemic, politics, just all of the noise, I believe that everything from the racial, social injustice, again, the human issues that we've seen really escalate over the last several months, in particular with protesting, with the movements that have, that have arisen. There's been so much emotion wrapped up in those movements and the pandemic. And I feel like there was a collision almost in all of the emotion people were carrying, myself included. We're already frustrated that we're sitting in the house and we're not able to socialize, we're not able to hug our loved ones. For some, they had to bury loved ones and weren't able to attend funerals because of this pandemic. And then on the, on the flip side, as we talk about the human issues that are happening and that have been happening in the world, we think about the inequality that we have had to face as a nation. So this isn't just for black and white, but this is just across all spectrums from skin tones to age to sexual, sexual orientation, all of these different brackets or categories that you can say, this has been, I feel like a collision of all of the emotion, all of the weight. And this was a time what we've seen over the last several months because of the power and how much weight the, the pandemic, excuse me, caused. And then that collision with all that's happened in the world as far as social injustice, racism, all of these things, I think that it caused an uprising. It was to a point where people had had enough, not just with being locked up in their homes and being told when they could leave their house to go shop and when they couldn't, but then you tack on everything that the world has been trying to avoid talking about. And there was a huge uprising in people that said, you know what, now it's time to use our voice. And that's something that Jenna, I know you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago when you were on the podcast with me, was just using your voice and why it's so critical that we do that. If there was anything that I could say about how this entire experience, because it's been an experience overall from the deaths of African-American men in the streets to just the consistency in the, the discrepancies of how people are treated just as human beings, I believe that it's a human issue. It's a heart issue. And deep down, I do believe that 
this is a time where people, again, are having to look at themselves and really ask, how many, how many conversations have I actually participated in? How many times have I sat at a table when there were remarks made that were racist or that were just completely insensitive? How many times did I have an opportunity to speak up and I chose to be silent? How many times did I have an opportunity to educate one of my peers and I didn't? So I believe that it's a two-way street. It's not just to say that someone who is in a majority position or that is white, for example, it's not just to say that it's on someone who is white to ask all of the questions and to initiate every conversation, nor is it just the responsibility of someone that is not. But I believe it's a shared responsibility and it's got to be an understanding on both ends that there's something, there's some understanding of the other person that I don't have. And when you sit down to have those conversations, even though they may be difficult around racism, around social injustice, around discrimination within your workplace and how it's, it's social and systemic racism that our, our nation is facing, when you have those conversations about all of these issues, the willingness to have the conversation is, to me, one of the most humble, one of the most real ways that anyone could show up, being willing to listen and hear that person's perspective. Because there is something, as, as the three of us sit here, there is so much value that I can glean from, from Jenna and from you, Ellen. There's so much that I can learn from you two and vice versa. So what does it look like for me to say, just because we're not the same skin color, I shouldn't sit at the same table as, as these two because there's nothing that they can add to me. It's that attitude that can become very dangerous especially at a time like this. So having a willingness to be empathetic, to be open and to be receptive of whatever that person across the table or on Zoom or however you communicate has to say about how they're feeling and what you ladies are doing right now, how special this is to even create the space to have the conversation and giving me the opportunity to share how this has felt. Because for a long time, it's felt, ex it's been exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's completely exhausting to have been in my workplace, the previous role that I was in, showing up to a workplace where you have to almost put on a filter or a mask. This was prior to COVID. I felt like when I walked into a work environment, I had to put on a mask every day because I could not show all of who I was as Kennedy because I felt as though that might either offend someone, it might be too much for my peers that were not of the same color that were mostly white. I was, I was the only black person in my office. And honestly, I was also in the minority as far as the organization goes. But Without getting too far on a tangent on that, I felt as though I've, I've had to show up in different environments as an athlete, as someone attending a majority white institution, even in college, all of these different things. I felt like I've had to put on a mask for many years previous to COVID-19. And I believe that that is a whole separate topic in itself. But just to wrap all of this up, I do believe that it's been a collision of so many different emotions, but those emotions did create that uprising. And now because of that, 
people are willing to sit down and have the conversations. And that is what I'm grateful for. Wow. And I hope you can take your mask off and you have taken your mask off because, you know, like you said, it is a human problem. It doesn't, it doesn't have to do about what color, what sexuality. I mean, everything that you just said really sits deeply with me. And I know, Jenna, you, you and I have talked to this, that you're in the same boat. It, it really is the person that you're dealing with and, and to be able to have this kind of conversation and hopefully our listeners can recognize that, you know, everyone is human. We're yes. all the same and we're all different. You know, we all have great things that bring, make us different. I, Jenna and I have an emotional and a crazy side and Kennedy, I think you could probably speak to the same and, and it just goes <laughs> across the board. We're you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes too. And that's, and well, I just I think, love that. Yeah. Right, I, Jenna. I, I took the um, but no, I, I think too, it's, it's also just, Elle and I have talked a lot about just the difference of public and private conversations too. And I think one of my favorite parts about my friendship with Elle just growing up is like, you know, we never fell victim to like the clicks and, and allowing popularity to limit our ability to show up for the other one. And obviously that looked different yeah. when we were 12 than it does now, but you know, it just, it's, it's so true in this conversation that you and I can have started to have this year and just in our friendship in general is the fact that, you know, these conversations extend beyond even sitting at the table. Like they are using your voice publicly in whatever platform that feels comfortable. It's using your voice in a creative way, if that's what your gifts and your talents are. You know, but we're just at this place. And I, I think that the analogy that you use with the masks is so powerful because I have had this innate feeling this year that we've put on physical masks and we've been required to remove all of our emotional ones. And so it's like it tore up everything we thought we knew. And it's like, here we are just feeling our way through stuff that is big and it's heavy and it impacts the hearts and the lives of other people. And so many people don't know what to do with all of that. And like you said, that willingness to have that conversation. But I just want you to go a step further in that and just speak to what, what you need in those conversations. And especially, you know, educate Ellen and I being white peers of yours, like what you need from us knowing that we can't approach, we can approach it with a heart posture that we want to love you, but we can never approach it with a heart posture that we understand because we never Absolutely. can. So, you know, just speak to like what you need in those conversations and how we can begin to show up in public in ways that support you and that link arms with you in this battle, because I believe that it's going to take every single one of our hearts. Yes, yes, yes. So I love what you said, uh, the distinction even between the public and private conversations, how important it is to have both. But just to start off, so just even within those, say, for example, there might be private conversations where we're sitting at a table. I think you hit the, you hit the nail on the head, Jenna. The heart posture is a huge one for me, showing up with a willingness to hear, to receive, and to honestly hear what that person has to say. Even if you may not necessarily like it, it may be uncomfortable. In fact, it probably will be for me to express everything that I'm feeling in a moment after I witness someone shot and killed on the street. As a matter of fact, ladies, I, and this is new information, but literally this, this past Sunday, I literally woke up to gunshots right around where I live and woke up to find a black man 
lying dead, lying dead. And this was traumatic for me. This is not, and mind you, this is not a a rough neighborhood. This is not an area that I've ever been concerned with as far as violence, where I've had to look over my shoulder, any of that. But even witnessing something as traumatic as that just a few days ago for me, never having witnessed that personally, that even woke up something in me that was a little different, just to put things into perspective about the realness of what can be experienced in my life and how uncomfortable that may be in those private conversations. If I were to bring that up, that may not be something that, right, you you may not be able to understand that to the point that you've experienced it, but just being willing to listen being willing to allow me to be emotional, to get a little bit louder than what I might be, to talk a little bit out of character if I need to, to just really be raw and vulnerable is so important to me. And I know that that's what Jenna has done in our friendship and our, honestly, our entire lives together. That's, that's how she's shown up for me, which is what I'm grateful for. But having not only that willingness to be a part of that conversation and receive, but to be willing to receive me for me, receiving me as Kennedy, not as Kennedy, uh, the founder of her relationship, not as Kennedy, the producer of the podcast, or not even as Kennedy, as who you might've remembered her to be back in college, but seeing me for me, who I am right now, and really just hearing where my heart is in that moment. So in those private conversations, it might, be, it might be simple and it might even seem a little vague, but really showing up and sitting at the table just to be receptive and just to listen, being willing to listen is something that is so, it's, it's something that you do not find very often with people that are just willing to take that seat and listen. Most often I feel as though when you're a part of a conversation, sometimes you feel as though you need to respond. And that's not always the case. Sometimes it's a listening ear that during situations like that, that people need. People just need you to be there to listen and they can trust you that whatever I've shared with you, this won't be used against me. This, this is said in confidence. And I trust that you still see my heart, regardless of what it is that I experienced. And the same goes from the public standpoint and the public conversation. A little bit of the same ties into that, but utilizing what it is that you have to say and express and doing that boldly, making sure that if there are things that you have questions about and if you have peers that are in that group of people that have been affected. So if, there's, if there are questions that you have about certain things, how does this sound? How does this resonate to you? Those kinds of things, just checking in if you're not sure. But Jenna, you say this beautifully all the time. It's not about saying the perfect thing at the perfect time. It's about saying something choosing not to be silent because your silence to me and to I'm sure a lot of us, your silence still speaks. Your silence is still an answer. And so you choosing not to speak, that tells its own story. But I would much rather each of us, regardless of what color we are, I would much rather each of us lock arms in that way so that all of us are a part of this public conversation so that it's not viewed from a standpoint of, Okay, so for all of the African-Americans in the room, 
what is your what is your take on this and how can we move forward no let's adjust that and let's come together and say okay so how can we move forward for the betterment of all of us because clearly this has been an issue clearly there are some things that we have been blind to so help us by sharing your perspective just even creating the space to share perspectives within the public conversation is powerful so joining in that conversation and showing up vulnerably showing up real is is huge and i could i could talk more on that but those are the big things that i would say is how we can all begin to see a change there and really have powerful conversations yeah and you know you make a great point i don't think you even tried to make a point but it it stood out <laughs> to me when you said you know you you don't know until you listen or you're not you might not be aware you might be blind to the situation and And I think that goes across the board with a lot of things, but specifically, you know, what happened to you Sunday? We had no clue. I mean, before we talked, right before we got on this call and and no idea that you witnessed with your own eyes, such a horrible, horrible thing. And I just, you know, I want to say sorry that you had to go through something like that. I mean, just you saying that, it was it, it it put a bad feeling in my stomach listening and i'm sure jenna you could probably say the same thing it really it hit me just hearing you say that so for you to see something like that that just shows people have no clue i mean you probably had to carry on with your day and you know i don't know if you would go to the grocery store on sundays or whatever that is i mean there might be someone walking by that's rude to you or and that's with everyone you never know what someone's dealing with or what just happened to them so I think that was a really, that stood out to me as a really great point. Yeah, I just, and I think the, the inability to understand that feeling is something that my heart just has felt so torn up about this year because it's like, I love you with my entire heart, you know? And so being unwilling to meet you and those experiences has been challenging. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations on how I can best love you and how I can best show up for you. And I've learned so much. I'm so grateful to the knowledge and to your willingness to educate me. And, you know, I just, I think that it, it honestly, in the end of the day comes down to kindness and respect. And somewhere along the way, we have lost that. We have become an egotistical driven country that feels as though we can stand in privilege that was never truly granted to us. And, you know, it's Ellen and I's mission behind what we're doing here to break down barriers, not just around race, but, you know, around those surface level conversations that we have every single day, because those at the end of the day do not serve us. You know, the, the ability to talk about the weather when people are getting killed, it, that's not what needs to be happening. That's not what our platforms need to be used for. And so I just, I'm just grateful for your willingness to show up, for your willingness to share this knowledge with us, because it is so vital and it is so necessary. And you do it in a way that is so respectful of us too. Like you have never once made me feel like I should know something that I don't. And I'm so grateful to that because when you show up with that heart posture, then I'm actually in a place that I can learn. And I'm sure just Ellen being on this episode with you today that she feels that way because you just are so eloquent and so graceful and so loving in your expression of it. So I just want to thank you for that because it's very, very powerful, Ken. Thank you both. And I'll just add really quickly that just as a, I guess you could say like a summary of all of what you ladies just said, just continue to do what you two are doing. Continue to create an open space, a rich space 
where it's safe. It's safe mm-hmm. to express whatever is on that person's heart to share, you two included. You want it to be a, a safe environment where that person can really show up in their authenticity. And I appreciate everything that both of you ladies just said, just about acknowledging you both. It goes back to the respect, the dignity that all of us have as women, as human beings, everyone is deserving of that love. And that's what I believe wholeheartedly. If I cannot show up with love and grace for you, why would I expect that in return for me? Mm-hmm. And so I live by that. And everything that I do is just showing up, making sure that I give as much love, if not more than what that person ever could give to me. And so I appreciate both of y'all. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for just being you, really, and, and not having a mask and showing the vulnerability and just showing Kennedy. We, we could not be luckier to have you on our show. Well, and kind of on that note, Ellen always reads my mind, but that was going to be my last question for us to close out on and just transition slightly. But, you know, I feel like our audience has gotten a really great insight into your willingness to be vulnerable and to show up heart first. And so the last question, I just want you to share, you know, what, how, how you do that and maybe advice that you have for someone that is trying to have those vulnerable conversations and that is deeply desiring that soul connection that all three of us have here in this conversation. And it might be listening to this episode and it's just like, how do I cultivate that in my world? How do I feel safe enough to express the most honest parts of who I am? What would you say to that person? Yes, I love this question. Okay, <laughs> so, the first, sorry. so the first thing that I would say is love. Love would be the first thing that I would say if you are, if you are trying to figure out how to, first of all, have conversations or how to even show up with that, that grace or have the difficult conversations in general, I would say start off with love. Make sure that love is present in your heart and do the best that you can, even if you're having a tough day decide that no matter what it is that I've dealt with today, that is not going to impact my interaction with this person. I don't know what they're carrying. I don't know what they're going through. And so my light and my love might be all of the love that they've received today. So that's what I look at when I go into any conversation, when I interact with someone at the grocery store, (laughs) literally wherever it is, My intention is to show you love. Even if someone looks at me hatefully and stares at me or gives me, makes a funny remark, my intention is still to respond in love because that is what I believe, that you are still deserving of love because that's that's what I know that I've received. That's what I know is in my heart. So that's all I have to give. I can't give you hatred, even if that's what you give me. So I would say love is the first thing. The second thing would be listening listening. So really looking, not only listening with love, listening intently and engaging in what that person is saying, what that person is feeling and feeling that with them, you know, showing up authentically and making them feel safe because you can definitely tell when someone is listening just to respond (laughs) and when someone is listening to receive. And so I would just say listening even in those conversations or if you're just looking for different ways to even, you know, develop or better your relationships, 
this is this is another aspect of that. So love, listening, listening deeply. And then the third I would say is leaning in. So lean in with love while you're listening. Lean into that person. Lean in to see what is it that you need. The questions that both of you have asked me today. What is it that you need? How can I show up? How can I love and support you? Lean, that's how you lean in. You ask those questions that might even feel like this is this feels strange to ask this question. Those are the lean in, those are the lean in moments where you are really stretching yourself. You're literally making an effort to say, okay, this is my position right now, but I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna get closer to you and show you that I'm here. So those would be the three things that I would say for anyone that's listening that really wants to create that authentic relationship, that, that lifestyle of just showing up heart first. Those are the three things that I really try to show up with day in, day out, every interaction. Wow. Jenna said you were awesome, but I, 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 didn't, I think you even exceeded and, and she talked you up. So I don't think I could imagine how great you really are. And, I just that all three of those things, love, listen, lean. I think that is a really great way to approach any relationship or any even just person you're just meeting or seeing for the first time and maybe only time like you said. And I and I really like the the way to approach your your list or your hearing and your responding is different than actually receiving. I think that is really really huge and I think that can stand to a lot of different things in life too. Yeah. And I mean, you guys, our audience will learn very quickly, Ken, that complimenting you is one of my favorite hobbies, but at least now <laughs> they have this episode, they will understand why it is so yes. to compliment you. But I just, you know, I hope that for our audience, just hearing our conversation, hearing the vulnerability that took place today, you know, I think we can all three agree on the fact that it, it was not easy arriving to this place in a friendship or in a connection. And, you know, can this year, I feel like we've taken our connection and our honesty to a totally different level. And we were just, Kennedy and I were joking yesterday that we wish we had a flashback of who we were in college versus who we are now because there was still a whole lot of wisdom that came through but the growth and the and the you know just the connection developing over that time and for Ellen and I it's been the same and you know it requires hard conversations it requires going to places that don't feel comfortable in the moment but the connection that you receive on the other side of that the love that you're met with and just the unconditional acceptance it is a safety in a world that just feels so chaotic all of the time. So I'm just super grateful to both of you and for this space today and for our audience to get to experience and know that this type of vulnerability is in fact possible. But can just share where our audience can find you if you want to share anything that you have coming up. I will link everything and probably compliment you a whole lot more than you're about to, but go ahead and let them know where they can find you. So I, I definitely want to share with your audience as well that Jenna and I have compliment battles, but I won't go there today. Um, and Ellen, as we come to know one another too, girl, that'll be something that you can anticipate every conversation, but I'll save my compliment list for in just a moment. But yes, guys, if you would like to keep in touch with me on Instagram, you can follow me at, at Kennedy B. Curry. And if you want to follow her relationship on Instagram, you can literally type in at her relationship. And that'll be the same for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
As far as our website, it is www.herrelationship.com. Everything is so clean and so simple. I, I really wanted it to be that way so that I could remember it. And as far as anything that is coming up right now, it's just the podcast comes out every Tuesday. So you can subscribe to that, listen into that. It's called the Her Relationship Podcast. And you can find that wherever you tune in and listen to your podcast. Would love for you to join our loyal listener community. And as far as what's coming up, new podcasts come out every Tuesday. But I would love for you guys to check out our website and keep in touch with me for sure. So fill out that contact form or again, reach out on Instagram. And I would love to have conversations with you about anything that was touched on today or anything in general. I love connections. So you too. Thank you so much for having me. Truly, I'm honored. Thank you, girl. Thank you so much.